Welcome to the Balanced Self Podcast, where we explore different aspects of the life balance we are in search of, both personally and professionally. This is your host, Barbara Fitch, and we are glad to welcome Executive Leadership Coach and Arthur Bruno DePaolo. In this quarter, we will focus on transitions and will examine topics that will address how to navigate ongoing challenges of transitioning from remote to in-person work, what work-related stressors are showing up in transitions of new schedules, transitional leadership, and short staffs, when it's time to change careers and how to transition successfully, and what employee burnout looks like and how to regain a healthy well-being. We hope this quarter will offer some insights on how to effectively transition and reach your goals in your personal and professional life. Stay tuned. Welcome everyone to this episode of Balanced Self. This episode kicks off our third quarter and what better way to start this quarter than to welcome back to Balanced Self Executive Leadership Coach and Arthur Bruno DePaulo. She is joining us from the UK. So Bruno, we are excited to have you back with us. Please take this moment to let our guests know what you've been doing and, um, and what you do. Thank you so much, Barbara. It's a pleasure being back here from London, indeed. It's, it's, it's a great time here because August is a quiet time for many people, especially here in Europe, where they take the time to stay with their family, have fun, but also think about themselves. So I think this is a very good time to also talk about a specific topic that I really care about, how to feel alive at work and how to eventually make some changes that now that we go back to work in September. Uh, so that we can ensure that we feel alive, we create a more positive atmosphere and then bring more results for the organizations as well. So it's great to be here because... Awesome. Well, we're glad to have you here to talk about this topic. And we always look forward to interacting with you. And we're happy that you took time out of your schedule today. Um, as we were talking about the, the weather shift. So we, we're hoping that the weather shift will uh, will improve in the UK for you. And so we're really excited and we're really looking forward to you uh, sharing your insights and experiences about this topic. And if you're ready to get started, let's go ahead and get started. Yeah. So, yeah, what I meant by, you know, being August and people taking the time to reflect is, you know, we we, we live this corporate life, which, of course, it's fantastic for many reasons. It gives us some security, gives us some uh, structure in our days and a salary and great colleagues and so on. But um, what I notice working with uh, my clients is that very often this turns into a routine and a repetitive lifestyle. In the end, very often tends to turn people more into human doings rather than human beings. Corporate life is very much about doing rather than being. So I think it's important to take this time, time during summer break or Christmas break. Generally, when there is a proper break is the time where people reconnect with who they are, which means living again as a human being. And my point is always using this time as it was for the pandemic as well. A lot of people reach out during the pandemic to coaches because they wanted to use that time to reconnect with themselves and ensure that when they go back to work, that connection is still there and the outcome is very much part of their work. So um, I enjoy talking about how to feel alive at work and eventually consider a career transition because it's a very, very common topic. We've seen through the great resignation and many months ago, um, what was happening in the US as well. It's so many people are tired 
of being treated or just simply living like human doing. And I think it's time that we lay out some steps so that people can understand even on their own, okay, what can I do? If I suspect I am actually living like a human doing, what can I do to reconnect with myself and ensure that I am myself doing work so that I can feel alive, give more, get more and so on. So yes, I, if you're happy with these, I'd love to talk about these steps and help people understand more about this topic. Sounds great. Well, since you have already given us a really great start to what you are wanting to talk about and what you're seeing in helping people in this transition, one of the first questions I would love to ask you is if you can share some common signs that might indicate it's time for someone to seriously consider a career change. Well, yes, actually, they are very common and they're very clear. It's just that we tend to ignore them because no one told them this is not right. Uh, the first sign would be indeed feeling this sense of routine. Uh, I've been there as well in my previous career where you realize that today is kind of looking like yesterday and perhaps similar to what it will be tomorrow and there's no excitement anymore. This is definitely the first sign, the idea that we are you know, going into the race, we're moving, 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 but actually always being at the same point, especially in terms of uh, personal and professional growth. But most importantly, is that feeling of not being there. Uh, this is what I mean when I say we often turn into human doings in the corporate environment is that we make use of our skills during the day and experience, which is great, but that's a very small part of who we are as human beings. And these repeated every day, uh, every week, every month for years, which is exactly what I did, can lead to a detrimental state for the body and for the mind as well. It's unfortunately common People who feel unfulfilled for eight hours per day every day end up uh, towards the path of depression. And this needs to stop because we can stop it. Now, sometimes we blame the organization that doesn't make it exciting enough for us or you know, our job being unfulfilling or frustrating. But I notice in my work, one of these common patterns is that often the problem is not the organization because even if the organization would ask you, uh, for example, Bruna, what would you like to do then? Okay, this is frustrating. You want to feel more excited and more alive. Yeah, we give you the space to do that. What would you do? Uh, if I don't have the answer, then that means the problem is not the organization. So the point is, do we know what makes us feel alive? Because if we're not aware of that, of course, we cannot even communicate it or, making, uh, or make some changes during the day to make this happen. So the first step is always understanding why am I feeling unfulfilled? And very often the problem is if I am unfulfilled, it means I am not expressing myself. Feeling alive at work very much means um, express yourself. When we express ourselves, we tend to feel alive and also we tend to succeed because in feeling alive, we tend to produce that positive energy, which also means having a certain balance of chemicals in our brain, which is very similar to the one that we find in the brain of people during the peak performance. So what that means is that when I feel alive, I also tend to perform better. So it's not only a selfish thing once it, wanting to feel alive at work, it also has a positive, positive outcome for the organization as well. So the question is, how do I ensure that I express myself at work? And that's the, 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 the first problem. Eh? Often we don't know who we are. 
If I don't know who I am and if I don't know how I function, how can I build a job, a career, where I can express this? So if the company comes to me and asks me, okay, Bruno, what would you like to do? And I don't know myself well enough that I can formulate an answer, we will lost. So this is a very common pattern that I notice, people being unfulfilled. But when you ask exactly why, what part of yourself you're not expressing at work, they have no idea. So the solution to this, of course, is taking this time, this quiet time that we were saying before, like holidays, for example, to, to deeply reconnect and rediscover who we are. I think that's a necessary step. If we don't know this, we cannot even articulate any request for the organization to meet us halfway. I completely agree with what you, everything that you just said. It, you know, the thing that I really loved about what you said is human doing. We don't think about that term. That's a really big term, right? We don't think about that we are most of the time in, um, auto mode where we're automatically doing things we get up we do our job and that's just what we do and we don't think about how we feel we just do it and then before you know it we're in this transition of we're not even really in a transition we're in this place of unfulfillment un you know just being unengaged and the thing that I really love that you said was do we know what makes us feel alive? That is extremely important in our personal and our professional life. And if we're not thinking about that every day, then we're not being our authentic selves. We're not thinking about what we really want because what tends to happen a lot of times is we don't get the sign that it's time for us to change. You know, we we think about the money. Sometimes money is a factor like, oh, I'm making great money. So therefore I should stay and I should put up with this because I want to have nice things, not thinking about what really makes us happy. I've changed careers in my life where I have, it's, it's it has not been about the money, but it's been about my well-being. And it's also about having a dream and, and wanting that dream job, you know, just wanting to do, if you want to be an astronaut, make that happen, you know. If you want to be, you know, if you want to volunteer and, and not make any money at all, but it's it's what you want to do to, that that puts your footprint in this life, then it, that's the way it should be. Exactly, exactly. Um, so the thing, again, is very much about understanding yourself, which implies asking yourself the right question. As I said, we don't ask ourselves what makes us feel alive. Eventually, we ask ourselves, what do I like or what do I want? But what makes me feel alive is different, is more objective. In my career change, for example, I knew what I wanted at some point. I realized I wanted to work with uh, contemporary history because that's one of my biggest passion. But I didn't realize that a career as a historian would have had nothing to do with who I am and how I function. Uh, I am a highly energetic person and empathy is one of my biggest gifts. And I really thrive in empowering others. Well, none of these things would have been an asset in a career as a historian. So the point is not much what I want, because I may want a million different things. And how do I choose which one is the right one for me? My point here is the right one for me is the one that honors who I am and how I function, where my natural characteristics, my gifts can be turned into an asset. Because the point is, I understand that money is important. So I'm not advocating that we shouldn't consider money. I'm just saying that um, money flow more easily when we are in our element 
and when we use our gifts instead of our skills and expertise. For example, I am skilled in um, uh, web development. I can still do that. Uh, that was my previous career many years ago. But for me, it's a huge effort. I understand it. I know how to do it. It doesn't just come natural. Um, so the, the amount of energy that I would spend if I would do it, it would be enormous. If in the same hour I am coaching someone, I would feel empowered at the end. Why? Because my, by using something that is a gift and not just a skill, I would recharge my batteries. As I said, through self-expression, I uh, release in my brain specific chemicals that are the same that you can find in the, the brain of people during the peak performance. That's why when I express myself, which means when I use my gifts in my job, I tend to succeed. Not only comes easier because, of course, I'm gifted at that, but for several reasons, because I feel alive, I tend to succeed. And if I succeed, it means I have more chances to make money. So I'm only saying that money shouldn't be the first thing that we think about. Well, actually, it was my first thing for sure at that time when I had to choose a career. I would say that it's more likely to come when we build a career in our element and we use who we are to lead our uh, working life rather than uh, skills and experience and anything else that makes, you know, on our CV. So I think it's important to clarify self-expression, aliveness, peak performance. On the other hand, I would invite everyone who's listening to us now, Barbara, to not just take for granted my words, but look at the people that they know that are most successful. And of course, by successful, I don't mean necessarily money. I mean, whatever is perceived as successful because it's fulfilled. So if we look at the people that we know that are most fulfilled, we will always notice this pattern. They are fulfilled because in what they do, they bring who they are. And you can easily see these in uh, actors and singers, but also entrepreneurs and many other different careers. It's just a matter of understanding who we are and how we function, and then use these as a compass in life to indicate what career path, what type of place, what environment, and so on. Thank you so much. That is a lot of great information if you're looking to change careers or even just to just to find some growth. So I really appreciate that. So my last question uh, for you is, what are some strategies, which I think you've kind of covered, but... Uh, what are some strategies or approaches you would recommend for individuals to effectively identify their transferable skills and align them with a potential new career path? Well, the, the number one thing is, firstly, finding the time and the necessary presence to reconnect with our inner world, which means if someone wants to embark on this journey, it's not something that you can do while you're doing a million other things. It really requires presence for you to notice, for example, the fluctuations of energy in your body. How do you know what makes you feel alive? Well, you need to observe, but the good thing is you need to observe something objective, something that exists, and that is the energy in your body. Everything that is good for you will make you feel open and empowered, Everything that is not will drain your energy and make you withdraw. It doesn't mean that your life, if you use this uh, framework, will always be super excited and energizing, but it will most of the time, which makes the down moments uh, much more bearable. So the first thing to do to embark on this journey is to dedicate quality time and decide that for a certain amount of time, there will be less distraction than usual. And here, of course, Barbara, I'm referring very much to the phone. 
uh, if we are in the queue at the bank or anything else, of course, we pick up the phone because I'm getting bored, so let me do something. Well, in that being bored, there is our capacity to reconnect with who we are and explore our inner world. And the more we rely on the phone to keep us company when we are bored, the less connection we can build with ourselves. And that's how we turned, without acknowledging it, into human doings. So taking the time and the presence with a very, very clear intention to rediscover who we are, that's the first step. The alternative, of course, is to do this journey with a coach that can, of course, lead you through a specific um, path that helps you reconnect with yourself. The second thing is once you rebuild that connection with yourself by being present is asking yourself questions, which is in the end what a coach would do anyway. So learning to ask ourselves questions like, for example, how do I feel right now? What emotion am I feeling exactly? And what is the trigger? And if you do these, uh, as I do with my clients in writing, I give them a tool, a prospect where they can um, monitor their fluctuations of energy and the triggers, if you do this for a while, then you will start noticing the patterns. Those patterns are the part of the answer that we're looking for, which is what makes me feel alive and how do I find a career in that element? Well, the answer comes from understanding how our emotions develop throughout the day. So, of course, there are many other tools and, and many other activities, like, for example, another cool one is creating a vision. Very often people tell me that they want to change their career. It's okay not knowing what you're going to do. I mean, that's the reason why you hire the coach and that's okay. But at least you have to have a vision of what would you like to achieve through a change of career. So without a vision, and a vision starts with the question, how do I want to feel after this change? If you don't know how you want to feel, chances are you're going to find another job that will keep you super busy where you don't exist during the day. So if you say, as I did when I changed my career, and that's when I finally found my ideal path, is when I realized this is who I am, where can I turn these gifts into assets so that I can feel alive, I can feel that I exist. Now, from this question, you can start developing a vision. Now, that vision is what sustains the motivation to do all the other activities, you know, keeping track of your energy fluctuations and uh, asking yourself questions and stay present. So you could write, for example, uh, a one page to describe your typical day at work as it will be once you've made the change. You don't need to know the task that you're going to work uh, with or who's the employer, but you want to write the emotions that you're going to feel. And if you notice, Barbara, in all this topic, there's a lot of talking about emotions. Again, we're not talking about what we like to do or what we are passionate about. We're talking about what makes us feel alive. And that sense of aliveness is an emotion. And emotions, which are often neglected, especially when it comes to corporate life, in reality are our compass in life. Because even if you do the job that you want to do, the reason you want to do it is because it makes you feel in a certain way. So it's more correct to say, I want to do this because it makes me feel that way. So it makes sense to create a vision starting from how do I want to feel? And then ask yourself, okay, what would make me feel that way? And this way in a reverse engineering process can give you the steps that you need to take to get there. Now, it's a little bit more 
complete than that. But that's kind of the journey. Again, it's starting from you, asking yourself the right question, who you are, what your gifts are, what's your vision, what are your values, what are your ideas, what type of environment makes you feel great, what keeps you in the state of flow, what are your brain abilities, anything about you. Once you've done this journey, and once you have a vision of how you want to feel after you made the change, then you put the two things together and the steps are laid out. As I say, there are a lot of many intermediate steps, but on a general level, that's the path. That's that's pretty doggone good. I think that after our listeners hear this podcast, they will consider the steps and the insights you've given them on what you need to do. I think my biggest takeaway was asking yourself the right questions, having a vision, having a plan. And of course, more importantly, if none of that works on your own, getting a great coach. That is always a great idea to help you to to reach your goals in a structured way. So I really do appreciate you for being here, Bruna. This has been great. It's glad to have you back. Maybe we can have you back in in the future to do a part two. So we really appreciate you. And thank you for uh, sharing all of your experiences and your insights with us. And to our listeners, uh, we thank you for joining us today. And we hope that you will join us next month where we will continue discussing different aspects of transitions in our personal and our professional lives. So this concludes our podcast for today. Again, Bruno, thank you so much. And we, at the end of this podcast, will offer you some opportunities to connect with us. So again, thank you so much. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. Speak soon. Bye-bye. We hope today's episode offered insight into when and how to make a career change. Deciding to make a career change is an important commitment. Here at MSB Coach, we can help you recognize your natural talents and help you build the skills you need to improve your job search and reach your future goals. We encourage you to go to our website at www.msbcoach.com Click the workshops tab and check out the many programs, workshops, and trainings we offer. If there is some specific resources that you are interested in, please email us at info at msbcoach.com. And if you would like to hear current and previous episodes of this podcast, you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you can go to our website at www.msbcoach.com under the resource tab. Bye now.